Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Gina Marie. I'm Haley. Hey! Hi, guys! We're back! We're back! Who dis? Who dis? We back. Oh my gosh, are y'all liking who dis? I hope so. We really like saying... Who dis? It's just so funny to us. <laughs> Who dis? Haley and Gina Marie and a special guest. It's a special guest. Would we you like to introduce guest? our special yes. guest? Who dis? Who dis? It's Jenny Noonan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny is here, and true to Hootis style, we have no idea what we're talking about today. No idea. <laughs> we're ready for it. We're ready for anything. <laughs> Tell us, Jenny. Well, I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, well, I thought we would talk today, based on the conversation you and I had, Gita, this weekend, about being a mom. <gasps> oh, we have got to talk about this. Haley's lifting her leg. <laughs> doing his quads. I'm excited. Hamstring stretch. Hamstring stretch. <laughs> she has got to open up those hamstrings for <laughs> this combo. Happy baby. Happy baby. Pause the podcast. Opening. Open your hamstrings <laughs> and then you can resume. <laughs> open your hamstrings to get ready for motherhood. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. This is a this is a perfect conversation and it's a perfect topic to talk about with Jenny Noonan because mm-hmm. she is a mother of two very yes. beautiful baby boys. Thank you. And they are how old is Link now? Lincoln is four. Oh my gosh. Finn is nine months. Mm-hmm. And they're both magical, spectacular human beings who are very different. Mm. Yes. Yeah, very different. Not just like because they're <clears throat> four or nine months, but just because they're different people. Wow. That's amazing. That's, That's great. so unbelievable. Okay, where do we start? Can we start at the very beginning? <laughs> a very good place to start. Well, <clears throat> a man and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> I mean, that is the beginning of you know what I mean. <laughs> very beginning. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Well, you know, I feel like the beginning of motherhood is pregnancy and you know there's something about pregnancy that is really wonderful and cool because it's cool to do something like that with your body and grow another person but then there's also like the part of pregnancy that is terrible mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm more like connected to that part I'm like so scared well, and when I say terrible I mean like it's uncomfortable it's like you know, there's the sweet part of it where it's like, oh, it's cool to feel the baby kick and then like I look good and like my my body has this amazing like new shape to it and mm. I think that's really cool and I love like I think pre- pregnant women's bodies are like really cool. I love them too. And amazing. Me too. Yeah. That mm. belly, I just love I it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And then there's like, you know, especially in the last trimester and the last like few weeks, it just is uncomfortable. It doesn't feel quite <clears throat> maybe as sexy because you just feel kind of like slow and heavy and ready ready ready. to be done Mm -hmm. ready to be done and then and then like the challenging part I feel about it about that part of it is that people are like when's the baby coming is yes have you had the Mm -hmm. baby yet and it's like well no I'm still here and there's obviously like a large right human inside of my body right or a small human really they're right but um no I have not given birth yet so please don't ever ask me that question again (laughs) that's gonna be such a strange 
<clears throat> way to, well first I think that's bizarre when people ask that yeah there's something that sort of goes out the window like culturally with like mm. uh, how we talk to women who are pregnant when they're pregnant mm-hmm. about their bodies that like yeah. we would never talk to like an, another human being about like I would never come up to you and be like oh you look so bloated today or mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> do you need to have a poop right like you look pretty bloated yes I don't know like it's weird it's like all of a sudden, like your body's bigger, and somehow it's open for commentary. And what about when people mm. just automatically start touching you? Well, you what know, do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. I feel like in our community, at big, like we I'm touch a lot. We touch a lot anyway. I'm used to touching people, sort of as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, in their practice and helping people in that way, and and so it doesn't really actually bother me that much um, when. It never really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And I I also feel like I, I didn't, though, have the experience of random people coming up to me and touching me. And I know, like, some women have that experience. And maybe because my face sometimes looks stern, people are too afraid. <laughs> my, face, my face definitely does. Public, stern. Well, you know. Mine definitely does Yeah, RBF a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there's something to it for me. I am fascinated. It is fascinating to me when I actually sit and think mm-hmm. about a human growing inside of another human. Mm-hmm. It's, fa- it's fascinating. Yeah. It's like a little reptile or avatar yes. happening in there. Oh and then it God. just like comes out this, as you were saying, Jenny, this like beautiful little thing that's that's all its own. Yes. They're like, they're, you got made by two people and yet you're your own, mm-hmm. your own human. Mm-hmm. And so like when I see pregnant people, I'm like, fascinating yeah like wow which also means sometimes my filters go out the window yes. <laughs> you know like i'm just so fascinated i'm like what's going on in there what size is it yeah is, right is it like is a it, pea yeah. or a pineapple like yes. what are we what are we talking what about what food are we working with here wow. right yeah. and i think too and and i do agree with you there's something that i have tried to put my attention on being more mindful even like yeah. touching a belly like asking permission yes. and it being like mm-hmm. can i Touch your belly. Is that okay? Mm. Because I can imagine too. Sometimes you may feel bloated and uncomfortable, and you don't yes. actually want people touching you. Right. Mm. Yes. At that point, maybe yes. the next day, yes. But today, like, mm-mm, I'm not right. feeling great. Yep. Or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's interesting. And like being a mom, there's something about having, um, you know, in the first stage of like newbornness, like they just need you. They don't need anything else. They just need you. They want to be held because they've been held literally their entire existence. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, and it's like, just hold your baby. Mm -hmm. But then there's also sort of like the balance of that where it's like, oh my gosh, like, I need just a minute, like, Mm. like to myself. I need someone someone else to hold me. (laughs) Hold the baby. Who will hold the baby? And then someone hold me. Exactly. Somebody hold me up. (laughs) Really, it's like, don't touch me. No one touch me. I want to not. Oh my gosh. So it's, you know. It's um, an interesting balance there, too, where you feel, um, I mean, as a mom, like, your personal space is, you know, becomes other people's personal space, the children specifically. But, oh, wow. Um, so there's, like, that to, to deal with. So, yeah, it's nice to ask because sometimes it's like, no, I don't want to be touched because I just, I literally, like, don't want anyone touching me. Yeah, I need some space. I need some space. <laughs> Did you like being pregnant? Um, not most of the time. Okay. I would say there were moments where I, like, felt good and felt powerful and 
And then there, there are so many moments that I had of feeling like ill, mm-hmm. like just nauseated mm-hmm. and whatever. I threw up in both pregnancies. Also really like, I'm just kind of like, that's sort of my default illness. Just throw up? Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I, I feel, feel great like, I need to throw up. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's like, it's weird. And it's, I, I like, even as a kid, I threw up a lot. And it was just kind of like my mm-hmm. default way of being mm-hmm. sick. So. <laughs> Your body's like getting it out. Yeah. <laughs> I will do anything to not throw up. I'm so scared of it. I know. I just, and I'm just kind of like, I've gotten to the point, especially after having two pregnancies where I was like throwing up quite a bit, like where Mm. I was just, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. I know I'm going to feel better when I'm done. I'm just going to go do it. It'll be Mm -hmm. fine. When I'm done, I'll get a mint and just like carry Mm -hmm. on with my life. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think those are things to talk about in pregnancy because it's not all rainbows and butterflies for many people. Yes. Some people I'm certain have good. Very different experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have experiences that are, and um, this is a whole nother topic that we may talk about in a second, but it's just like childbirth. Mm-hmm. Like some of those actual birth of children. Like my mom, I remember she said both her pregnancies, I believe I'm going to get this right. She might correct me later, but I believe her, both her pregnancies were kind of difficult, mm-hmm. but the births were very easy. Mm-hmm. Like she actually had a pretty easy, in a couple hours, me and my brother were like, we gone. Yeah. Wow. Bye. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> we feel great. There it is. Yeah. Um, and though that's, you know, especially for me and Gina Marie and I have talked about this a lot, but there's a lot about, obviously, neither Gina Marie or I have children currently. Mm-hmm. We both want children. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's really important to me is like part of my goals is to have children sooner than I think too. I'm like, Ooh, the next five years seems soon. (laughs) That seems very soon. Um, But it's like a five-year goal for me. Yeah. And all that I have, at least my first child in the next, really, we were talking about this the other day, I was like, really like four years, three and a half, four Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And I know that that will come quickly. And though, you know, what we've talked about is that what I appreciate is people like you, Jenny, and people in our community or just really real and honest mm-hmm. about what it is and what it's like. My mm-hmm. mom also had a recent conversation with her about it that she was like, nobody tells you you feel like you got hit by a truck after you have a baby. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no one told me that, that my body would actually feel, my body just did this amazing thing, mm-hmm. and now I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. I like, I, she was like, my whole body was worn out, but I, no one ever told me that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't expect it. And then she was like, oh, my gosh. Then they have a baby that's crying all the time. And she was like, it's beautiful and wonderful. And then there are also sides of it that are challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's important to talk about all of the reality of what it's like to have a baby. And, and even, like, looking at what are all the choices in having a baby. I think that's important, too. I didn't even know there were so many yeah, choices. Yeah, what are the choices? What? <laughs> what are the choices? <laughs> Share. <laughs> we have lots of choices. Well, I mean, just like, you know, there's the way that we do it here, which is primarily in a hospital and Mm -hmm. a lot of people end up having C-sections and, um, I have some theory and there's some theory about that being correlated to like being in a hospital. So like Mm -hmm. making an emergency situation out of something that's not an emergency. Mm. Um, and there's like the home birth way, which is how I did it. And, and I feel really fortunate to have done it that way because I was in control of my environment and who was there, and I was able to do it in a way that just, that, you know, labor unfolded, and then I had a baby. There wasn't intervention. There wasn't poking and prodding. I could be in my own home and and um, and do it in that 
like really sweet way. And then when my babies came, then I was just in my own bed. Mm -hmm. I got to just climb into my bed and be in my bed. And, and that was nice. Mm-hmm. to just be in my familiar surrounding and, and be with your family because yeah. what I have heard is that then you're in the hospital for a while yeah and you might be separated from yeah. yeah and then right away you know I fed both of my boys right away first thing they just latched right on and you know I think part of that too is they came when they were ready so I carried both of them longer than my past my due dates Mm. and um how much longer with Lincoln I was due it was interesting I was actually due with both of them on the third of the month Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. because my cycle is just that you need to look back on what night (laughs) what night you and Brandon are like it's your special night you might have a special night (laughs) in the future you may want to know yeah so I can (laughs) nothing's happening this night kitchen's closed Um, um but with Lincoln, I had him on the 11th, so he was eight days. Oh. And then Finn was due on the 3rd, and I had him on the 13th. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I'm a slow baker, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Make it right those babies ready. Those buns are just making them a slower, <laughs> lower, slower temperature. Yes. Um, but they came when they were ready, so they were, they were, their lungs were good. They breathed well. They latched on quickly. They were both, Finn is obviously, I'm still breastfeeding him, and he's a great eater, and they both were great eaters. So that worked. Wow. Okay. Because I hear that can be challenging, I have too. heard yes. that, too. For yes. some women, breastfeeding can yes. be a challenge. Yes, it can be, yeah. And I'm also very fortunate that it has been, I think, pretty easy Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like they're biting? What does it feel like? Because like well, they don't have Finn, teeth. So Finn does bite. Now he does. Oh, he does has, that he hurt? Bites. Yes, it does. Because it's not like oh it's not like a nibble. It's like his jaw is clamping <gasps> shut. <laughs> oh my! This is so painful. In and my they have imagination. really razor sharp teeth on their oh, face, like puppies. I bet. Yes, mm-hmm. like yeah, like little vampires. So what do you do when you just stand there and kind of like grit no. your teeth? Or you, ow! I tell him, I tell him, well, sometimes I say ow, especially when it's like sudden. It's like, ow, what are you doing? <laughs> I tell him no. And uh, a lot of the times he laughs. Oh and my so God. His, he opens his mouth. He opens his mouth and just kind of. So Wow. Goes on with business. Yeah. It's very interesting. How many times a day do you breastfeed him? Well, it changes. So when they're little, they need to eat kind of like every between 60 and 90 minutes. They eat a lot. And they don't eat like a lot, a lot. Like they just eat frequently. But they have like little tiny bellies. And so they're not eating like, you know, ounces and ounces. But they eat frequently because it's a liquid diet. So if Mm -hmm. you think about if you were on a liquid diet, you probably need more liquid Mm -hmm. to eat, to drink more often than than you would need to if you were just eating food. Mm -hmm. So... And then it kind of, it, as they get bigger, they get what they call, like, more efficient. Mm. So they get more efficient in their eating. So they're eating maybe for, like, shorter periods of time. And some babies are, like, to just eat for a long time wow. and just snuggle with mom. I mean, it's, like, bonding time. It's mm-hmm. comfort. It's food. It's, um, breast milk also has a ton of, like, really good stuff in it. Mm. Like, sort of 
I don't know, not vitamins, but vitamins. But yes, but it's just like kind of like magical formula. More than that. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, all the nutrients, like nutrients and then I'm sure different like mm-hmm. antibodies for their yeah. like health, like immune system yes. and stuff. I mean, breastfed babies, their immune system is 100% reliant on the mom mm. for the first at least six months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's a bold question. Have you Great. ever tried your breast milk? I have. What did it taste like? It's very sweet. Isn't it amazing that we can? I'm so curious. Can do now. that? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's like it's. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't taste like. It doesn't taste like regular milk, and it doesn't. It's just like it's very sweet. Mmm. It's like very sweet. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I bet it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Finn seems to like it. Finn loves it. Finn loves it. it. Ben's <laughs> Finn's a big fan. He's like, let me have some more. <laughs> he does. He loves it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, how long will you breastfeed? Is there a certain length of time, or um, I'll try and go as long as I can. Um, I think it's good. You know, in a lot of ways, I think it's good too. Their their little mouths have to work really hard to get milk out. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to they have to have the correct um, latch, and that's mm-hmm. why it's hard for some women if they're babies. Mm-hmm. Um, have like a tongue tie or a lip tie, which means they can't open their mouth uh-huh. or, or grasp on the nipple all the way. They will be sometimes challenged in breastfeeding and maybe experience pain or something like that. But um, breastfeeding uh, allows them to actually develop their palates and their, the muscles in their mm. mouth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is it is it also correct that breastfeeding is very good for the mom? Yeah, I think so. I've heard I was, that. I was thinking of yeah. I was thinking about that earlier. Just like what I think it's or can be. Yeah, I think it's good. I think you know, there's something interesting about how our culture has become so fast and rapidly paced that we have such a almost a backwards view of how women should be in pregnancy and mm-hmm. then postpartum. Um, it's like you know, in pregnancy, I felt like very coddled by a lot of people, and I was like, I'm actually really strong, and I'm capable of doing things. Like I just have a baby in my body. Mm-hmm. And then there is the like the afterwards. It's like, okay, well, when are you going to get back to your right. life, and when are you going to get back, you know, your to your exercises mm-hmm. or what, work? Like, how soon can we get you back? And um, I actually feel like that we should flip it that it needs to actually reverse. Like I think we need to give pregnant women and let them be really strong and capable while they're pregnant. And then afterwards they actually need time to heal and to recover Mm -hmm. and to actually sort of flip that mentality. And breastfeeding sometimes feels like a built in quiet time. Mm -hmm. It's like taking a pause to feed your baby, you know, stopping what you're doing and like laying down with your baby to to nurse or sitting down mm. and like nursing and having that time it's you can nurse standing up but it's like kind of challenging and like not ideal yeah um so really giving yourself it feels like that built-in like your body knows you're that you need to rest mm-hmm. and take time um wow for that so that's what it that's one thing that I think is like really good about breastfeeding is just like you taking the time different, like, cause yeah. I'm the only one that can feed him. So it's not like handing your baby mm-hmm. off to someone mm-hmm. else and be like, okay, the baby needs to eat, but really like, okay, well, I need to sit down. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to look at you. I'm mm-hmm. going to connect with you mm-hmm. and really having that, that time together. And mm-hmm. I think that time can happen too when you're, when you're bottle feeding a baby as well. Yeah. Um, <gasps> okay. Let's go back to the birth. Can we go back to the birthing? <laughs> yes. We yes. need to know. I need to know we more need to about be the birthing. What are the things we need to know about the birth? Well, 
So I would say without trying to like, I'm definitely don't want to make anyone afraid. I think I'm already there, Jenny. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't be afraid, Gina Marie. Okay. The one thing to remember, I feel like when you're getting ready to have a baby is that your body is designed to do it. Mm. You were designed to give birth. It's not just like something that we recently came up with, like, oh, let's have babies. It's like Mm -hmm. literally people have been doing it for thousands Mm -hmm. of years. So that's one thing to remember is that your body is designed for it. And your body actually knows how to give birth. Your brain doesn't. That's the part that I think feels scary. It's like, oh, I've never done it before. It's like, well, that's your brain being like, I don't know what's happening. But your body actually knows how to do it and would do it without your brain knowing. And really that's like my experience with both of my births, like labors and births, is that my body's body's the one like literally in charge. It's like, okay, we're doing this. And it is really through the my yoga practice that like my brain can just like be there, mm-hmm. not freaking out. Um, I will say that it's it's painful, mm-hmm. and it's not like a pain that I could describe to you, or probably a pain that you've experienced. Um, if you ever hear someone being like, "Oh yeah, it's like really bad period cramps," it's not. It's way it's way. More I would think it would be that. way more. That's like the beginning stages of mm-hmm. labor, right? When you first have contractions, that's what that feels like to me, like cramping. Mm-hmm. But then it the it all escalates from there. So, um, and the thing that kind of like feels intense about it is that when you have contraction, and the pain comes in the contractions, right? But when the contractions are close together, it can sometimes feel like they're not ending. Mm. You know, there's not an end to the pain, but you'll get like little breaks between. Wow. And um, so it's about like kind of recouping in those breaks and like breathing or like resting and doing whatever you need to do to get ready for the next one because it's coming and uh just I think having trusting that your body will do it and just trusting that everything will be okay and having the team there that you need to support you Mm -hmm. whether it's a midwife or a doula or your husband or you know a friend or a mom or whoever it is that you want there to support you I feel like um and remembering that they're there for that Mm -hmm. that's really wonderful and then knowing what knowing what you need and you'll only know in the moment. You won't like. You won't necessarily be ahead of time. Be like, well, I'm going to plan out my labor. Yeah. It's like you can't plan it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I need, I need to be in the bathtub, or I need you to be quiet, mm-hmm. or I need this person to actually leave, or I need this kind of like touch. I want to mm-hmm. be touched or held, mm-hmm. or I need to move in this way. And you'll know that it's like really amazing how instinctual like labor can be. Um, when there's the space for it to be that way, to move and to... Do you yeah. scream? Yes. Okay, just wanted to... I didn't know if that was just the movies. No, but I will say, I feel like the movies, you know, the movies are, like, quasi-accurate. There is screaming, but I would say, like, screaming kind of, like, to me, screaming is a high-pitched noise. I would say, like, the noises that occur during birth are more primal mm-hmm. and, like, more and lower. So they, it is, but it's like, I would say like, like a grunt or a groan. Yes. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So very low. And, and my midwife, whenever I, in both of my, both of my births, she's like, you know, and this is how she coaches women. She says, you actually want the noise to be a lower sound in your throat. Mm-hmm. Cause that sound actually will help open you up mm. to let the baby come. 
the higher pitch will take you higher and close. Oh, yeah. I can see so that. you want like opening. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going for as much opening as possible here. Yes. Give us the opening. Give us the opening. So lower, lower sounds mm-hmm. and lower registers. You remember that as a mm-hmm. music person. Um, will actually help you. Wow. Yeah. We're learning so much. So much. We're learning so much. <laughs> well, and the other thing I heard too is that um, all sorts of things happen oh, yeah. in childbirth. Oh yeah. Like we've heard bits and pieces from all parts of your body, mm-hmm. front to back. Front. To back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is something that can happen. Oh and it doesn't my. happen. It doesn't happen all of the time. But it's like, you know, part of what's happening in your body as the baby works its way out. The cool thing is when, um, as yoga teachers, for if you don't teach yoga, you may not find this as interesting as I do and you guys might. <laughs> but the way that the baby actually like exits your body is it's a, it's like a sequence of internal and external rotations. So the body, oh. the baby actually like wiggles through like internally uh-huh. rotating and then externally rotating uh-huh. its whole body. So that's how it like comes out. Which is really cool. Mm. And, um, you know, as the baby is coming out, you know, there's stuff that's, it's like compressing against like the other parts of your system in your Mm -hmm. pelvis, right? Including your intestines and bladder. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, pooping is a possibility. Wow. Pooping is a possibility. People yeah. remember that. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely going to be a part of my plan. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> there's, there's, what, to poop? Like, well, I just feel like my, I just feel like my body would do that. I don't yeah. know. I just feel like it would. I'm a barfer. You're a pooper. Oh, oh yeah, my I feel God. Like it True. Would. I just feel like it would. So I might as well accept it now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I wow. actually am. Speaking of other things that can happen, I threw up in both of my labors. No. I told you, if, I, if anyone's going to throw up, it's going to be me. It's Jenny. <laughs> wow. I would have but never guessed that. You, that is something that can happen is like you transition and your body's opening and doing different things. I threw up twice with Lincoln and I threw up once with Finn. Wow. And it was interesting. So I had both of them at home. And then when of Finn, I was... Um, I had my doula and I was having a contraction. She was giving me like counter pressure in my hips because I had really intense back labor, which is basically where I felt everything in my low back. Mm. It's pretty intense. So she was giving me counter pressure because that was sort of the only, it's the only relief, right? And by relief, I mean like lessens it. Does yes. it, it does not, it's not yes. like, oh, she squeezed my hips and like, and then it was fine. Mm-hmm. But like, so, and so she's on my hips and like, I'm kind of like leaning over our bed and Brandon, I'm holding Brandon's hands, my husband. And I, I don't even know what I did, but I knew that I was going to throw up and I whacked Brandon and he like, I just kind of like hit him and he knew, and he like leapt across the bed, grabbed the bucket that we had bought specifically for it. Cause when I had Lincoln, I was like throwing up in a bowl. Cause like, oh, <laughs> what do you got? I was like, yeah. yeah, leaped across the bed, grabbed this bucket and brought it back right under my head just in time for me to vomit. That's a partner. It. It was that's a Brandon. He, it was funny because he had had a um, opportunity to practice several months earlier when we were coming home from a trip. We like left really early one morning. We'd gone to the Masters and we were coming back. We were leaving super early one morning, and um, and I was really pretty far along in my pregnancy at this point, and I was just not feeling good. And we were getting like you know a bagel at the 
airport Starbucks and <laughs> and I was just was like not feeling good and we just sat down and I was like I just feel so he was like are you okay and I was like I just don't feel good and he was like do you need a barf bag <laughs> and I nodded my head and he like whipped it out from and this is like while we're still like people are getting on the plane oh my god this is whips unbearable. it out from behind the like in the little seat back pocket opens it again right in time right under my mouth the man's amazing uh, he's amazing. Brandon Newton, everyone. <laughs> he's amazing. Oh he's amazing. my gosh. Shave yourself a Brandon when you're yes. in labor. Yes, mm-hmm. you need somebody like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, you can throw up also. Wow. Which is fun. You know, and All areas if you're a barfer, it may happen for you. Maybe wow. not. Doesn't happen for everybody. My sister, you know, two babies, no throw up. Wow. Just me. <laughs> Just wow. you. Just you. And then the and then the afterbirth. And then, yes, then, so then you, so then there are, like, the phases of labor, right? There's the beginning where you're kind of, like, mm, hanging out, moving along, having contractions. People, it's really funny because people are always, like, what happened, you know, at the studio, like, towards the end, people are, like, well, what if you go into labor? It's, like, well, I would just drive myself home. Because, mm. like, the beginning stages of labor, you're fine. You're, you can still have conversations. You can still do things, you know, move around. Um, you're very lucid still. It just feels like cramping, but it's sort of, like, Mm. rhythmic cramping Mm -hmm. if you will right it's like every 10 minutes or whatever and then you transition into like another stage of labor where you just really don't want to talk to anybody like you could maybe like talk some but like you for me anyway I was like no everyone zip it stop zip Mm -hmm. it um and the way that I feel like I could describe labor is that you go further and further and further into this place of complete connection to your body and there is, there are the people around you, but it is so, I have felt so internal in both of my, my labors. Um, and the way that there's a group that I've actually done a training with called BirthFit, and the way that their founder describes it is that the woman is climbing up to the top of a mountain to reach through the clouds to pull another being into the world. Mm. So it is really like there is like some some component of like a solo journey that happens. Mm-hmm. And then there's the end part where the baby's coming. And um, my experience both times is really that my body just takes over and starts pushing the baby out, mm-hmm. which nobody told me about. Because I was like, oh, well, in the movies, they're just like, push, right, push, push. Right. So I figured that I would just be being told when to push, but my body, my could feel like my body pushing the baby out. Like it wasn't my brain being Mm -hmm. like, okay, now push. Mm -hmm. It was really just happening. Kind of like, I was like, nobody authorized this. (laughs) Right. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so with Finn, it was pretty fast. Um, I caught Lincoln when he was born and then Brandon got to catch Finn. Wow. And that was really cool for him. He was really wanted to do that and was really excited to do that. And uh, Finn's cord, his umbilical cord, was a little short, Mm. which is doesn't necessarily mean anything. It was just in length. It was just short. Um, And uh, so he caught him. I was standing up, and he caught him behind me. And then, kind of like I had to sort of like lift my leg to step over the cord so that I could hold him. 
And then from there, and I'm just, you know, it's like the hormonal rush is just insane. It's like all of these amazing feelings and just like, you just feel like it's amazing. It's mm. like the best thing. And then we kind of like waddled into bed and got into bed and <laughs> in a home birth, one of the things that you have to like have a lot of are like those puppy pads. Oh, they just that. like, my <laughs> we're just kind of like being followed around. With those, like, all day. But um, yeah. And then we just kind of like, they put a couple of those on the bed and our bed was like, had like a, a tarp basically mm. under the sheets. Um, very set up for success. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we laid down and then looked at him and I'm like going, I don't know if you've seen my pictures on Instagram of this, but it's like going between being like, like laughing and then looking at this human and being like, what happened? Like, just like, mm. oh my gosh, I'm so in love and I can't mm. believe you're here and I've been waiting for you. Mm. And I'm so glad you're, I kept telling him, I was like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Mm. And he was just, you know, sweet and he like latched on really well. Um, and he nursed and, um, you know, the interesting thing about having a baby standing up is that the pressure of my body pushing him out Mm. and then having to obviously like stand up during that all like worked my legs in such a really interesting Mm. way that like when I was laying down, my legs were like quaking. Uh Like it felt like I had just done like a million squats or something like that. It was like really intense. Yeah. Um, and were you just naked the whole time? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I just want to be naked. Yeah. I would say I, uh, it, it was like a process. It was like a process. So like when my mom came over that morning at like six 30 or something to get Lincoln, um, I was in my pajamas Mm -hmm. and as the day progressed and actually when my water broke was when layers started Mm -hmm. coming off. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't need clothes on. Mm-mm. No, I, yes, I think I've been, well, this with Lincoln, or, yeah, with Lincoln, I was in the tub. So yeah, mm-hmm. no clothes there. Cause there's, I don't know. I don't, there's no point. Mm-mm. And there's something really interesting and, you know, I don't have the experience in my life of like just being one of those people that's like naked, mm-hmm. you know, in general, like, you know, I don't, I didn't grow up that way. And I, I think I've gotten like more used to it, but, um, like changing in front of other people mm-hmm. and things like that. But, um, and so I was like, how's this going to work? Like, I'm going to want my clothes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there is something also, it's like very primal. It's like, you also don't care. It's mm-hmm. like the things that you have to focus on are like way more important than like if somebody right. sees you naked or if yes. you throw up in front of somebody or if you poop in front of them. Right. It's like, yeah, obviously like we, I wouldn't do that just like normally, but it's like, it doesn't matter at that point. No. You like, know? It's just like all consuming. Like, yes. All your it's focus, all, all consuming. your attention. It is. is yeah. Having yeah. a baby. Yeah. So many things to think about. You know, I have to say, actually, hearing you talk, I have a better feeling about all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think especially when you talk about, like, how you felt when you soften. And, like, that really touched me. I mean, Mm. I... I can imagine. No, I can't imagine. But I can imagine. You can imagine. You can can use your imagination. I can imagine and thinking, like, um, you know, waiting for someone to be there Mm -hmm. and then they're there. Yes. And knowing that they came from you. Yeah, and it's like you already know them. So it's not like, like, oh, who is this person? It's like you know who they are Mm -hmm. because you've been with them. 
Right. You created, you are their creator, so mm-hmm. you know who they are. And when you see their face, it's not like, oh, I didn't know you were going to look like this. Right. But it's like, oh, yeah, I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you. When you look into their eyes, it's like, I know you. Oh, my gosh, I love that. That's so sweet. Did you and Brandon have a deeper bond after you had Lincoln? Yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think something, like, is shifts when you're, um... When you create a human together? Yeah, but when you do something like that together, Mm. that is so vulnerable and so, like, (sighs) important. Mm -hmm. It's, like, one thing, it's, like, even, like, one thing, like, I don't, like, we don't go to the bathroom in front of each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we still have, like, a closed-door policy Mm -hmm. in our house. Yes. Not, like, a policy, but, like, we just do. Yes. You know, and it's fine. It's not, like, oh, because we don't do that. We are not close. It's just like, well, no, I just like having the door. Like I just leave yes. me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't need to spend that time with you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But it's like, even like, so for, for us, like there was a different level of vulnerability there and, um, and connection. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I was just thinking too, I love thinking about Gina Marie having babies. You I do? love thinking about having babies. And I was just thinking about like how sweet, like how important that'll be to Rob. And I'm sure how important that was to Brandon. Like, I can just imagine Rob, like, Mm -hmm. being there with you and just, like, Mm -hmm. literally losing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Like, being being so special. Yeah. Yes. And, like, the two of you together. Like, like, uh, like two people together creating another, like, that's just so special. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like I've learned a lot, Jenny. Yay. Good. We're ready. Thank you for all of your knowledge and your and your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Yeah, what I want to say as sort of like my final offering yes, for you guys offerings, and your please. listeners is, you know, we are in the midst of somewhat of like a female like health crisis and just about like women's bodies and what we're allowed to do with them and not do and and really to like think about what you choose for your birth mm-hmm. and for your recovery mm-hmm. as part of you taking care of your health. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we don't have a lot of postpartum care in the United States, which is really unfortunate given how developed we are. Yeah. Um, and we're actually like at the bottom of that totem pole. So, um, I think it's important to take care of your body and to make choices, not because your doctor tells you to, but because you've done research and you've looked at the options and you know, like, Use your intuition to know what's best for your family and your body, really, most importantly. And knowing, like, what are the income, or not the incomes, the outcomes mm-hmm. of different options that you could have, rather than just being like, well, everybody else does it this way, so I guess mm-hmm. I should too. Mm-hmm. And just doing your research and learning and, and asking questions and mm-hmm. talking to people. Important. Yes. So important. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Jenny. Round of applause for Jenny. Round of applause. Round of applause. Thank you so much, Jenny. Wow. This was so good. So good. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Well, we love you. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.